and the problems of the world, and it all of a sudden monopolizes our mind, and it'll steal our joy. I'm not saying that we turn a blind eye. We look at things. We're concerned. But we do all we can. But look, we do not let outside circumstances determine our joy. And if I think about outside problems all the time, it will steal and kill the joy in my life. So think about some good stuff. Put on some praise songs and listen to them and sing out loud. You know, it'll be okay. Uh, uh, just, uh, uh, just turn the radio up and sing and whatever you need to do. But get some good spiritual minded things in your heart it, it may be music it may be uh, 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 sermons it may be whatever it is but put something good in your mind you cannot and I cannot sit in front of the TV watching 24 hour news of everything bad in the world and walk out and expect to be a joyful person it's not going to happen I've got to think on good things part of all this it's just my growing up in the Lord. It's just maturing. We, we are folks that are supposed to be growing. You know, uh, uh, joy is the fruit of the Spirit, right? And so as we grow up to become more like Jesus, we ought to be more and more joy in our life. In fact, I guess that sometimes people, as they get older, think that, the, that there is no joy and that somehow or another they lose that joy late in life when it ought to be even blossoming even more. I mean, my goal when I, I get... Old, some of you saying, Mike, you're getting real close to your goal. When I get older, you know, I want to be a joyful old person. I don't want to be a grumpy old person. Have you ever met one of those? I mean, don't point to anybody. Uh-uh, don't do it. But if I can't practice joy now, I probably won't practice it then right I need that spirit of joy here's maturity here's the definition for maturity maturity is the ability to do a job whether you are supervised or not finish a job once it's started carry money without spending it some of you just fell off the maturity <laughs> deal there and last but not least the ability to bear an injustice without wanting to get even mature people they learn how to have joy well there are some things that Paul puts in here about keeping our joy in verse 10 it says I rejoice greatly in the Lord that at last you renewed your, your concern for me look these folks love Paul they gave him gifts they supported him financially they helped him out they were concerned for him and he shows his appreciation he acknowledges what's been done for him uh, by the Lord through these other folks. There's that kind of, there must be that attitude of appreciation and gratitude. If we don't keep looking at things to be grateful for, we'll lose our joy. Joy keepers means that we keep our appreciation level high for everything that's being done for us, right? Then there's also contentment. Look in verse 11. I am not saying this because I'm in need. I've learned to be content whatever the circumstances. He says, I've learned this thing. Now look, contentment is something that is learned. You can learn to be content. You and I must work at learning to be content. Because what's part of the, what, part of the thing that keeps our joy going? And look, along with that comes flexibility. In verse 12, look here. I know what it is to be in need. I know what it is to have plenty. I've learned the secret of being content in any and every situation, whether well-fed or hungry. Which are you? Well-fed or hungry? 
well fed, well for at least another 15 minutes, you're going to get hungry, right? So it might depend on how long you preach. Well, okay. I'm going to try to quit before hungry hits. Is that okay? What happened to the amens on that one? I figured that would all be getting Okay. Amen. There you go. So he says, whether living in plenty or in want. I look, he says, I've learned to be flexible. I'm content. I've learned to be flexible. And he says, I've learned it with confidence. Because look at the next verse, verse 13. Because I can do all things, all things through him who gives me what? Strength. That's the context of that verse, by the way. It's not about I can go out here and do anything I want, you know. It's like those two guys that were there sitting there lifting weights, those two kids, and this was his favorite verse, and one kid couldn't get the weight up. He's hollering at him, come on, you can do all things through Christ who gives me strength, you know. Well, throw another 100 pounds on there then, right? If you can do it. It's not about that. This verse that so many people claim is their favorite verse is about me being able to be content when I don't have anything, when I'm hungry, or when I've got a whole bunch. That kind of thing does not move my joy one way or another. I've learned to be content. Why? Because I know God is my strength. And he takes care of me. Look, this is coming from a guy who's sitting in a jail cell writing. And he's learned this thing about being content. If you and I do not learn about contentment, we'll be miserable people. And then not only will we lose our joy, we lose our testimony to the, to the lives of other people. There's strength in knowing that we can trust God no matter what outside circumstances happen to us. There's something really good about that. Even though I'm going through something very hard or difficult, I can still have that underlining joy that takes me through because, as the song says, the joy of the Lord is my strength. The joy of the Lord. I'm going to get the worship team to come on back up here. We're going to sing that song, uh, The Joy of the Lord is My Strength. And I'm going to share just a couple more things with you as we close out today, okay? Guys, could y'all could y'all do that? Do you mind? Uh, let's, let's, let's go ahead and stand as we sing this song. The joy of the Lord will be my strength. I will not falter, I will not fail. He is my shepherd, I am not afraid. The joy of the Lord is my strength. The joy of the Lord, the joy of the Lord, the joy of the Lord is
If you're outside Christ, the good news is you can walk out of this room full of joy. By putting your trust and faith in the story of the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus. By repenting of your sins. By being baptized into Christ. And walk out of here full of joy today. You you talk about Christmas joy. That's true Christmas joy. There's going to be another Christmas come because he's coming again, right? And I'm looking forward to that day. And until he comes again between the first Christmas and the second one, then we're going to share the joy with as many people as we can. If there's been some sin covered up in your heart and life that's stealing joy from you, get rid of it today. If there's some burden that's just overwhelming you, then that's what the church family is here for, to surround you, to hug you, to pray with you, and to get back on joy that God can give you no matter what the circumstances are. Don't walk out of here without it. And you won't just have it at Christmas time. You can have holiday joy every day of your life. If you have a need, would you come right now while we sing?